Hello, my name is Ceci, and welcome to Sexo y Todo Eso, Sex Ed for the Latinx Millennial Parent. This week, we have Platicas with Sexo y Todo Eso. For each platica, we are interviewing our close friends, family, and partners to hear about their experiences with sex ed. So tune in every other week as we make space for these important conversations. Hi, y'all, and thanks for joining us. So this is a very special Platica episode for me. I sat down with my husband, Alex. We've been together for 17 years. And even though we've had conversations about sex before, I really got the opportunity to learn some new things about him that I hadn't heard before. We talk about relationships, machismo, how gender plays into the messaging we receive, and what our hopes are for having these conversations with our son. So stay tuned because we get vulnerable people. Have a listen. All right, so I'm going to start off by asking you um, what you remember about how you learned about sex, what your experience with sex ed was. Like, was it at school, at home? How did that happen? You know, um, as long as I can remember, I always felt that I knew what sex was. I think largely that had to do with the fact that all of my siblings are a lot older than me. My brother, who's the next closest in age, is 10 years older than me. And, you know, my eldest sister was like 17 years older than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so quite a bit. And, you know, my family is is not shy about talking about sex. Um, So, you know, I only hear stories of, you know, my sister um, kind of explaining everything to great detail. You know, she... (laughs) She's a teacher, so you know she yeah. likes to. But you don't remember the actual like. No, I explanation? don't. I don't remember the actual explanation. Um, but I mean, I have you know distinct memories where I would be in school, mm-hmm. and then you know someone is saying something about sex, right? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, "No, that's that's wrong. It's not right at all." Around what grade was that? Early. Um, I mean, I as early as like first or second grade. Oh wow! Yeah. So, you know, I it must have happened when I was really early, really, really early in childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was as early as three or four years old. Yeah. Where I, I probably learned about it. You know, I was always a very inquisitive child. So, Do you, you think know. you understood it at that age, though? Um, I mean, I think I understood what the act was. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't have a good understanding about, you know, what exactly that looked like or for what purpose. Oh, I see. You know, um, I think it was just a very superficial understanding about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not the why mm-hmm. or for what purpose. Yeah. Aside from your sister, um, kind of like having these com- or starting these conversations with you, um, and you said you heard, you know people talking about it as early as like first or second grade at school do you remember getting any sort of like formal I did sexual education Well yeah I did so when I was in fourth grade um you know I had previous to then I had gone to elementary school in Texas mm-hmm. and then we moved to California Okay So probably in fifth grade is when we had the formal you know sex talk right mm-hmm. where they um separated the boys and the girls and um, I remember it was like, it was a nurse, actually, the school nurse oh, who gave us the yeah. the program, right? And so, 
it was pretty like medical, right? These are the things that happen. I think we covered like, you know, puberty. We covered, um, you know, what sex is. And then there was just like an open forum where mm-hmm. people can ask questions. And um, I remember, and like I have such a vivid memory about this, where this one kid, you know, he was, uh, he was not shy. Um, he asked, like, so how, like, how does it go in, mm-hmm. right? And you could tell from the expression of of the nurse that you know she wasn't exactly quite sure how to answer this. Yeah, you know, her eyes opened wide, and she was like, "Well, it, you know," and she gestured with her her hands, like, you know. Just, it just goes in. <laughs> it just slips in, right? You kind of like gestured with one arm, like, yeah. you know, raising uh, compared to the other one. So, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, so that, you know, that gives me some concept to like, I guess it's like really like, I guess it's like a smooth thing that happens. You know, there's like no resistance. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, you know, California, I think, was pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't re- ever recall in texas even like the older kids like talking about like oh we just had that talk Mm -hmm. you know um and then you know i did move back to texas when i was in eighth grade and so at some point when we had to take the health class Mm -hmm. in texas it was just like your standard you know like these are the stds and you know this is contraceptives and you know you have to like not get pregnant yeah those kinds of things. And I, I remember we even... <laughs> um, everyone had to do, like, a report on an STI. <laughs> what? They gave you homework in sex ed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had homework in sex It was a little project, right? You had to do a report. Okay. Right? That's so cool, though. I like They, it. like, okay. divvied up all of the different STIs, uh-huh. right? And so they're like, all right, you know, you, Jessica, you have chlamydia. And you, Robert, you have gonorrhea. I hope you these know, are real names of people in your class. No. Okay, okay. No. They're not. I mean, I'm just making it up here. I'm sure they were probably real names, but. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of times, and I think uh, we touched this on our podcast or touched on this on our podcast before. The people who deliver sex ed um, aren't trained on how to talk about this to young yeah. people, right? So a lot of times these questions come up and they don't know how to answer them or they fumble or they say stuff like you so and so have chlamydia right 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 yeah yeah exactly right and you know obviously you know the kids thought it was hilarious right and they carried that joke throughout like you know the next couple of weeks right yeah oh jessica has chlamydia yeah i really identify with the kid who's asking about how it goes in because for the longest time like i had this general idea about sex but my general idea was just like genitals rubbing together somehow like i did not know the mechanics of it um so i remember like when i learned that a penis actually goes into the vagina which you know how they teach about sex and how to become pregnant it was like it blew my mind i was like oh my god something else is gonna enters another person's body that's just it was crazy to me um but anyway so it sounds like a lot of it focused on like the very like physical aspects of it like puberty um, you know, preventing disease and preventing pregnancy. Did they ever touch on anything? Or even your your um sister who talked to you about this stuff, did they ever touch on anything um else that's associated with sex ed or comprehensive sex ed, like, you know, relationships or consent or any of these other things? No, not at all. Hmm. Um in fact, you know, I would think my views on relationships were, you know, not well taught. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of just gauged it, you know, based off of the relationship that that my dad had with with my mom. And I was like, you know, that that can't be right. You know, I think I should probably be doing the opposite of that. Um, you know, especially growing up like a male in a Hispanic family, there's a lot of machismo that goes on. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I remember conversations where like, you know, my dad would say, it's like, oh, you know, you have to have like a bunch of girlfriends, right? You know, that's really the only way to prove that you're a man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That, you know, it doesn't really work out for you very well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, but, you know, it, it was so skewed, right? You know, I thought the role of, of the man um, was supposed to be like the one who's the provider and, and the woman is just there to look pretty, basically, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of what was taught. And um, and definitely, like, nothing about consent, right? I don't, I don't think I really even learned about that until, like, maybe even college, mm-hmm. right? Because that wasn't really a topic that was touched all that much um so yeah like you know a lot of it was was figuring stuff out and and you know to be honest um it was a lot of help from you you know as we were kind of going through our relationship that you know we really figured out what it's supposed to be and i think i did learn a lot from you right especially Mm -hmm. in the field that that you're in you Mm -hmm. know to to really understand that, because, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, I think I'd, I'd still have the same mentality that, you know, most men have, and, and they don't, I don't think, you know, really that's at the forefront of their thought. Yeah, no, and I think, I mean, well, thank you, I appreciate that, but also, like, I think you need to give yourself some credit, because I feel that if we had started dating, and if you had carried, or at least displayed some of that mentality that you talk about that you learned from your family or from your father or whatever. Um, Like, I love you, but I don't think I would have continued dating you. (laughs) So I think you need to give yourself some credit because um, yeah, like I feel that maybe you started that trajectory even before you met me. Like, when do you think you started feeling like maybe this isn't what I want to do? I don't want to replicate what I see my father or my dad doing. Yeah. um, So, I mean, let me give you, let me give you an example, mm-hmm. right, of of kind of where we were back when I was like even like five years old, right, mm-hmm. um, where I had a crush on this girl, and she was in my class, but she also lived like right down the street, and um, so I went over one day and I picked a, a flower from the garden mm-hmm. and I went to go take it to her house, right, mm-hmm. you know, I was supposed to present her with gifts, right, yeah. that was what I had seen, right, so I was emulating that. And so, yeah, like, she was, like, very thankful or whatever. And then I went back home. It was a very innocent thing. But then, like, you know, she came back maybe, like, two minutes later, right? She ran down the street and she tried to give me, like, an apple. That's so cute. Yeah. And I was like, "Um, no, thank you. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I just gave you a rose. Why are you trying to give me an apple? Right? And so then she went back home and then she came back, like, you know, another two minutes later and then tried to give me, like, a banana. Oh, she's like, maybe he doesn't like apples. Yeah. And so, no, I kept rejecting, like, her gifts, right? Pobrecita. Yeah, and then my mom, like, at that point, she was like, you know, just accept it, right? Like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, I'm not? Like, okay. Um, And then whatever third fruit she gave me, I was like, oh, yes, thank you, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, it was, it was, it was those kinds of things, right? I had to, it had to be made obvious to me, right? And and I think the fact that I lived with, um, you know, I have three older sisters and my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So predominantly a lot of women in the household. You know, I think they really did help, you know, guide me in what a man should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I definitely like even myself. Um, like I didn't go into our relationship like having all this knowledge, right? Like so, I started because um, the same, right? They don't teach you this stuff in in school, and also like families don't deliberately go out of their way to. Well, a lot of families don't deliberately go out of their way to to teach kids about how to navigate relationships and gender dynamics and stuff like that. Um, so I think a lot of it, we figured it out together, you know, as navigating a relationship and, um, reading things and, um, being in the field that I am as well. Um, I think I've learned a lot. So you talk a lot about, or you've talked a lot about things that you wouldn't want to replicate. Um, or is there anything that you would want to replicate anything that you saw that you're like, like, this is something that I would want to continue or something that I would want to take into my relationships with me? Yeah. Um, so I always think there was a, I guess, a high level of respect, um, you know, between my parents' relationship, right? I think they respected one another's people, right? They saw themselves as equal, um, which I thought was pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, um, kind of like who my mom was, she would like demand that respect, right? Mm -hmm. And, And my father kind of recognized that as well. So So it wasn't like coming from him that just because you're a human, I'm going to respect you. It was because she kind of like, that's what she would respond to or, or ask for. Yeah, I think so. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, he did have other relationships and you know, what I hear about some of those other relationships, it was very one-sided, right. Mm-hmm. Where that other person probably didn't get the respect um, that was deserved, you mm-hmm. know, being a human. Um, so there was some, you know, a lot of, of how, you know, he treated that relationship. There was always, like affection there was always that respect and that is something that i always did see as like a positive right and something mm-hmm. that you know we're i think we're a very affectionate family yeah because i remember you saying that your dad was pretty a pretty affectionate father too yeah yeah even with me you know mm-hmm. like i had no problem like you know hugging or kissing him mm-hmm. like even you know as i was like in high school or college right that was just what you did mm-hmm. um so yeah like i thought that was a I don't know, a nice quality, right? Um, In a little bit rare, you know, compared to some of the other friends where it was like, you know, the men had to be very like distant or isolated from each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, Now that both of us are older and we have a little son of our own, what are some things that you're wanting to bring into that relationship? with him and how are you feeling about eventually having these conversations yeah you know i feel i feel really good i Mm. i think we are much more prepared um in in so many aspects to at least pass along this information right that i think um you know took us a while to find or really didn't have the access to get uh growing up Mm mm-hmm um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really optimistic that, you know, we could basically provide the best of, of what we experienced, right. And, and not fall into those traps of, um, you know, the cultural, um, I guess, ideologies that typically come with being in a Hispanic household. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to see what kind of person he's going to grow up to be. And, and I think, you know, for the various stages in life, um, I think right now we're at a pretty good point where we're equipped, 
right? To to be able to provide him a good life and a good mm-hmm. foundation mm-hmm. for him to be a, a decent human. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for those conversations too. And I'm also like looking forward to because I know a lot of times in in households the responsibility of talking about sex, talking about puberty, going through all these things typically falls on the mom, right? Like the mom's the one who's responsible for for that part of um education. And I feel that for us it's going to be pretty balanced. Like I feel that you're going to be active in that part of it and you're going to um be involved in those conversations as well, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to share both, you know, the positives that I had in my experience, but then also make sure that, you know, the mistakes from the past are not, you know, mm-hmm. repeated, right? So, like, also share with him the stuff that I learned that, you know, my father would do or, or you know, other male figures in my life, right, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was correct. Yeah. Um. So, now that... And I know you, you mentioned that your family's pretty open and talking about these things. As an adult, um, how do you feel now compared to when you were younger? Was there any point in your life that you felt uncomfortable talking to your mom about sex or that it was like awkward or you didn't want to hear it? Um, no, I think I was always very receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my sisters tend to overshare, right? Even now, as you have experienced. Um, my mom's always been a little bit more... I guess, reserved about it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, she, she, you know, she wasn't under the, you know, pretense that we weren't going to be sexually active, right? Mm -hmm. She was always, always tell us, you know, just to wear protection, right? Mm -hmm. I think the analogies, or not the analogy, but the expression she always said was like, you know, you can just like go around the side of the house and get like pregnant in five minutes. Like, I'm not, I can't watch you like all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're like wearing protection. (laughs) Um, So, was it ever uncomfortable when I was younger, it always is uncomfortable, right, to talk about sex with your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember this one conversation we had because, you know, we never had like a sit down moment where, you know, it was a defining moment that said, you know, this is the talk, mm-hmm. right? And this is this is where I'm going to talk to you about sex. You know, it, it wasn't that moment never happened. And I remember I was talking to a cousin and that cousin was telling me that he had the talk, right, with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And they talked about like you know, anatomy and, and this and that and, and what this was, right? And so, I remember casually bringing it up to my mom. And by the way, this was like, I don't know, elementary or, you know, early middle school, somewhere around there. And I remember bringing it up to my mom um, where, you know, I said, oh, you know, like uh, my cousin, you know, he had a talk with his mom, right? My aunt. And my mom was like, oh, and what did they talk about? And I was like, oh, well, you know, this is what he told me, Right. And then she was like, and do you feel you need, you know, me to talk to you about that? And at that point, I was like, um, no. <laughs> right? Um, because it's not like I didn't know that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe there was something I didn't know. Right? Mm-hmm. And maybe um, it, it would have been an opportunity to, to have that conversation. Yeah. Do you think that's why you brought it, it up to your mom? I did. You were wanting to yeah. have that conversation with her? Yeah. Like, I was kind of just, like, expressing that there was interest. Yeah. Right? Um, kind of just, like, opening a door. But I think her reaction kind of made me feel that, oh, like, I should already know this, maybe. Oh, I Right? See. So then I kind of like, no, 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 we don't have to talk about that. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think on her part, maybe it was also a little bit of, like... Maybe you caught her off guard, right? Definitely caught her off guard. I think it it was like it was like on the drive to school one morning, (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but I definitely agree. I think that would have been a great opportunity, like if she had been a little bit more prepared or willing to jump in and and maybe not have the conversation like right then and there, like in the five or whatever minute drive to to school. Um, but maybe even say like, oh, we maybe we can talk about it later tonight or something, you know. Um, and that's something that I would want to have with like our kid, right? Like being able to recognize those opportunities and um, leave that door open for for any of those conversations. Um, yeah, and I think as parents, the other thing that you know we can do, mm-hmm. especially if we're not prepared to talk about something, mm-hmm. you know, set a schedule, right? You know, yeah. this is what we do and with other adults, right? If we're not ready to talk about something, we say, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's meet at this time. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation then, right? Yeah. And this gives you an opportunity to prepare. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's, you know, something that that we can do as well. Yeah, especially with, like, older teens where the conversations might get a little bit more tricky. Um, they understand a little bit more of the nuance and the gray areas, and I think that's where, where it can get a little bit difficult and you might either say things that you didn't mean or um, react on impulse instead of like really like measuring your words. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Um, you have a lot of sisters. Do you think, or did you ever hear from them what their experience was like compared to yours and, and having these conversations with your mom? Or do you think it was very similar? Do you no, think it was got- not similar at all. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, it's a very different experience for two reasons. One, uh-huh. I'm a male and two, I'm the youngest. Yeah. You know? So, um, my experience was, was way different mm-hmm. than theirs. Theirs was definitely, like, a threat. Like, you better not get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the, the you know, the onus is on you. Yeah. To make sure that you don't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, like, the guys, right? Like, like, yeah, like, she'll say, like, you better not get a girl pregnant, right? But mm-hmm. never with the same, like, intensity or, like, threat mm-hmm. that my sisters had, right? My sisters were terrified. Oh, yeah. You know, growing up, right? You know, a physical, right? Yeah. Abuse, right? If they ever did. So, yes, it was much different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think also, like, you know, to set that stage, right? So, you know... It might sound like a bad rap, right? Where my mom would like be abusive to them, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, she was like seventeen when she had her first kid, mm. right? You know, and then she had like four kids, you know, every two years, right? So by the time she was twenty-five, she already had four kids, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, she herself was like growing up as an adult as she was like raising four people, right? So she didn't know how to like manage any of this, especially mm-hmm. you know coming from Mexico and then moving to the U.S. So, um, you know, she definitely had her own challenges and, and probably did the best that she could. No, definitely. I mean, she, like you said, she was um, figuring things out for herself as a person and it, like, you know, as much as she was for for her kids. I mean, at 17, you're still, some people are still going through puberty at that age, you know? Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, definitely. It's it's a hard thing to navigate and to balance. Um, did she ever talk to you guys about that experience? No, not very much. Um, she was always, you know, it was a pretty um, kind of bad situation, mm-hmm. right? So, 
that kind of stuff. She she was always very close and, and secretive about. Not willing to share. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I know we talk about, like Stephanie and I have talked about, um, you know, being open with our kids and being honest with them. But there's definitely a place where you need to set boundaries as well, right? If there's something that um, is not going to, you're going to share that is not going to be to the benefit of the discussion or the conversation or the knowledge, definitely it's something that you shouldn't share if someone doesn't feel comfortable with it. Um, so now as an adult, how do you feel in talking to your parents or I guess to your mom, um, about these things? Um, fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're, yeah, we're, uh, it's, yeah, it's never really been like a topic to shy away from. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, like everyone will just get like a laugh about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, especially um, kind of like just my broader family, like aunts and uncles, they've always been like, you know, very open about these topics, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And even then, I mean, yes, openness is good. Um, but I do notice that a lot of times when families, especially um, like my experience has been in Latino families, when they're open about sex or sexuality, it's usually in a joking manner. It's it like making jokes teasing each other um things like that like it's not so much an openness that's um serious or deliberate or educational right yeah that's correct yeah Mm -hmm. it's always like very jokingly yeah right said yeah which is fun and it's great and it also establishes a level of um this is okay to talk about right um but along with that i do feel that uh, more deliberate conversations are definitely helpful as well um so we touched a little bit on our relationship. How do you think this experiences you had, like with hearing about um, sex from your sisters and seeing um, the relationship that your parents had with each other? How do you think that in- influenced you going into relationships? Like what expectations did you have? What did you envision that to be like? Yeah. So, I mean, it did, I think, mold um, what my expectation was for a relationship. So, you know, to start off with, you know, I mentioned that, you know, my father said in order to be like a man, you had mm-hmm. to have multiple girlfriends, right? Yeah. You couldn't just be with one. And I was like, no, that can't be right. That's obviously wrong. Um, so, you know, I think when I was in high school. Um, well, okay. Sorry. Caveat. Not necessarily <laughs> wrong because some people do enjoy having you know, sexual relationships with various people, as long as there's that understanding, right? That that's what it is. You're right. For me. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying for me. No, oh, okay. No, yeah, obviously, right? If uh, if you want to have multiple partners, right, that's totally acceptable. Um, no, but for me, myself, mm-hmm. personally, um, I don't think that's something that I would have really enjoyed, mm-hmm. right? Or found as, as maybe fulfilling as, as what I found with our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as, as I was you know, going through, like, grade school, right? Like, yeah, sure, there'd be crushes, but then I'd always have in the back of my mind, like, do I see, like, a long-term, you know, thing with this person, right? Do we have, like, fundamental, um, I guess... Like, values. Values, and, you know, do we agree on on a lot of things? Do we find each other funny, right? Is Mm -hmm. this something that I see a future with? And if I didn't, right, then it would just be like, okay, yeah, you know what, I have a crush, right? But mm-hmm. it's not something that I really want to pursue, right? Yeah. And so, um, and you know, it's actually pretty hard, right, to find somebody that you kind of get along with on, on that many levels. Yeah. 
I've definitely got lucky <laughs> with you. Um, where do you think, sorry, I interrupted you, but where do you think that seriousness came from? Like so young, like wanting to, to or looking for that? Like, uh, was it just innate? Was it just something that is your personality and that's no, just the way you are? Or No, I think a lot of it had to do with like, you know, seeing my siblings go through relationships and breakups. And it was always like a bad thing, right? So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, if if I didn't have to like, you know, put someone through that experience, right? Or if that's not something that I wanted in my own life, right? Then kind of be more selective about mm-hmm. what I was looking for to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the mentality that I went going, going into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not for everybody. <laughs> Everyone's free to, to date as they, you know, see fit and, you know, experiment and get to know a lot of people or, or you know, one person, whatever works for you. But, um, this was kind of like, I guess how my childhood kind of shaped my thinking about mm-hmm. relationships and what I wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I went going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you and I have talked a lot about, like, just relationships in general, um, and, like, how me, like you said, you know, this is me personally, just, you know, my own thoughts and how I feel about relationships, um, that I don't necessarily think that there's, you know, that one person, you know, that's gonna, like, fulfill your every need, and it's your soulmate, and it's destiny, and all these beautiful things. I mean, that's great, um, and it's nice, and it's a nice thought, but... I don't know. I think I'm a little bit more, I don't know. I don't know what the word might be. Maybe pragmatic. I don't know about relationships. Like I feel that if I'm with the person, like in this instance, like I'm with you, it's because I choose to be with you, right? Like I I like you. I like the way you are. I like the way you think. I have fun with you. Um, And like, I choose you, right? And you happen to choose me too. So I think that's awesome. And that's great. No, you're absolutely my soulmate. (laughs) I was, you were destined to be destined to, yeah, you were marked <laughs> to be mine. <laughs> well, we balance each other out, so that's great. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us, and we hope you like this episode. Follow us on Instagram at sexuetodoeso, where you can stay up to date on what's happening with us. Check out our stories to ask all your sex questions and DM us about y'all's experiences with sex ed. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what we have to say, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And remember, make good choices. Adios.